It's We Got Issues Podcast. It's your boy Jay. And this season, I'm spilling all the tea and burning all you bitches. This is Shane. Make sure your closet has no skeletons because I'm collecting all the bones. This is Shannon. I am a Leo. I go for the jugulars, not for the throw. Um, please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast, We Got Issues Podcast. You can like, share, and subscribe. Also, you can follow us on all social media. Also, if you want to purchase our merch, you can go to our website at wegotissuespodcast.com. Hello. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. So I know we haven't um, spoke spoken in a while. Um, so I wanted to touch base with you. I wanted to um, check up on you, make sure that you're okay, make sure everything's good. Um, as we start into this interview i want to make sure that you are comfortable um i know you are very certain questions that you would not want to be asked questions that you would not want to answer so if you feel any type of way about these questions that i'm about to ask you you can always refuse to answer as i know you will um you're you're not shy about that (laughs) um but yeah (laughs) um so as we dive into this um episode it's going to be a little bit different for you guys um i want to make sure that all my listeners know that we have been on doing this podcasting for a very long time almost it's almost four years this year is going to make it four years since we've been doing podcasts together we me and shane um We've been friends. You know that this is gonna be like. I think this is gonna be a decade. Yeah, ten years. Wow, it's crazy that we've known each other for ten years. Because I was just going through my phone recently, and I found some pictures of me and um. I'm gonna I'm gonna say her name because she's cool. Me and Chevelle and and um. It's been eight years since I know her. Eight years and counting. This, I think it's this month, make eight years since I've met her and known her. And it's crazy. Oh, I've met you 10 years ago um, by our mutual friend. That that, that is really crazy. Can we say friend anymore? Oh, wow. I, I, you know what? I'm as... Even it's brave to be optimistic. It's I I I used to say when I'm referring to that specific person, I would say ex best friend. Who used to know? However, you know, between me and you having a, and I would say our mutual friend because that's how we would refer to that person, even if whatever the situation is. Because at the end of the day, is um never say never you don't know if that person might come around and want to talk to you again Shane um fair based on that response I have nothing else to say on the topic (laughs) I'm done with you (laughs) so 
this is gonna be as i was saying before this is gonna be a different um episode we are trying something new and we're diving into something a little bit different um so i'm definitely going to dive into this interview by saying uh, as i said before everything good with you are you on a mental health space that you're in right now are you good like when was the last time somebody really checked on you and asked you are you good are you okay is everything good with you physically emotionally mentally all of the alleys that we can um, <laughs> between your mental i do have friends that check in on me very regularly like i have you I have Roxanne, I have Faith, and my bestie, of course, who has been my bestie for over 10 years. <laughs> she, she checks on me, so I do have people that check on me. And my parents do, even though I don't talk to them as often as I should. But they still do check on me. You, as, as you said, your parents, you know, um, we, as we grow old, we started to, um, have our own lives. We start, um, developing our own social skills. And so we start having our own friends, our own, um, family that's not our blood family. And so we start, um, living through these eyes of, is this okay? Is this the right thing to do? Is this journey the right place that I'm on right now? Would you say, or do you think about these things um, very often? I would definitely think about if this journey is the path that I should be taking. Everybody does. It's a part of nature. But I'm somebody that's riddled with anxiety, so I tend not to think too much about it just to keep myself from, you know, going cuckoo. But yes, we all do been on this platform for thank you for that question as well <laughs> as, as we've been on this platform for over four years sharing so many content so many different um things that we talked about so many different avenue that we um tread on and discuss and whatever feel about how do you feel about how we've been sharing our point of view to the public so far um it's it's definitely been a journey. Um, I could, I would say that our opinions are very different. And, you know, I'm going to borrow something from, as Shannon said, our mutual friend. It's very controversial sometimes. And it is quite exciting to see everybody's point of view and how they interpret their own opinion of a matter. So you can see where their head is at. You're not going to always agree, but hey whoever does if that was the case we'll be a, a, a utopia instead of the crazy we have now right I, I i definitely agree with that because knowing where we're coming from to where we are now we literally never we barely agree on everything and it's crazy even our regular conversation even when i call you for advice or you call me for advice and we start talking about these things that we would definitely talk about on a regular basis our situations that we'll get ourselves in and the advice that I would give you is so totally different from the advice that I would get from a regular friend or from my family member. So we are on a daily basis, very controversial. So it's, 
it's so mundane that it's into our system now that we can't even separate that from where we are right now. So I, I definitely agree with you. I agree. Um, do you remember your first episode that you, that we posted about? Do you even remember what we were talking about? I have no clue, honestly. I don't remember. It's been all. It's been over three years. I barely remember what I ate yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, be for real. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shed a little light on that. It was about the MTV something. The Grammy. Well, MTV doesn't. I said MTV really. M- gra- their music awards was it the music awards or were they discussing the people's looks no we were actually voting we were doing live voting on the first episode that we ever posted on my channel but remember we, 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 we were posting episodes long before so just on my channel the first episode i can remember that we did was we were voting um our mtv votes for the music videos of the year songs of the year performances of the year that was that was the first episode that we posted on our on my channel uh, but we were we were actually doing episodes long before that though yeah we are a comedy definitely anyways <laughs> um it's crazy so we are in black history month how do you feel about the whole Black History Month? How do I feel about Black History Month? That is a loaded thing. How do you feel about the, the we as a Black community only having a specific month to signify that, okay, this is what the struggles that we've years and... <laughs> whatever the situation is that brought us to this and da 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 racism colorism all of these things that we've experienced over the years um how do we feel about fitting everything that we've been through so far in just one month let me say congratulations to the parties that were involved in getting it moved from being only one day of celebration for black people to a whole entire month I commend them. My ancestors, or, well, they may not be my ancestors, but the gist is, to all those people, thank you for what you have done. But it is a Western culture thing that symbolizes that Black people has done tremendous strides. But the the thing about it, when I think, when I think about it is... I feel like Black History Month should not really exist because us as a Black people, we should celebrate ourselves and our ancestors every freaking day and be thankful for what they have given us. We're not supposed to make somebody, especially somebody that is not within our race, dictating how we celebrate our people. Wow, that was very powerful. I I kind of agree with the whole part about not having a whole month or not having it, period. Because guess what? That is literally not doing anything for us, just to say. It is not 
So it's not opening any doors for us. It's not creating anything special for us. So no looking back at it, why do we need it? Why is it only going to be taught in school for this whole month where you're just going to read a book or they're going to teach you about specific people? We tend to do it on this platform as well, where we only talk about the specific black people and shed some light on them for this whole specific, this whole month. And I'm like, why is it necessary for us to do it just this one month and not literally throughout the entire year? Shed light on all of these black books that were written by black people, these um, movies that were directed by black people that was actresses, EGOTs, people who we really realize now that more and more black people are being entered into. Just Hoopy Goldberg for over two decades. And we've really realized that so many is not what it was as soon as we start getting older and realizing that stuffing everything into a whole month is never what we really and truly wanted but what we were granted to so it's it's kind of i agree that whole month thing and doing that makes no sense i agree and with you even even adrian by law said it or bela i'm sorry said it on the real ones where she was like bet awards again bet stands for black entertainment, entertainment. <laughs> And then she made the point to be like, I know I'm not black, but y'all are very understated and does not get the recognition you deserve. And she was referring to the fact that a white person and a Hispanic person did get awards at the BET Awards. And I looked at it and I was like, back in the day, we wouldn't think anything of this. We would be just all like, we did love the music, da 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 da, so we vibe in with it. But that resonated with me now in my older years. And I'm like, she made a valid point because I'm not saying Hispanics are not oppressed or whatever, but the BET was literally dedicated as a way to celebrate black excellence. So how now you're going to flip the script and be doing this to celebrate somebody that is not of black descent. And I was like, wow. And you used to say it a lot of times too, that BET is not for black people. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you since the, um, since the there was this black lady that used to run BET for a very long time. I don't know what she's doing now. I don't know where she's at in her life or what's going on with her. But I'm gonna tell you this: when that lady was running BET, BET was BET was Black Entertainment, and I'm telling you, everything on that was what it was supposed to be, how it was supposed to run. But since this new guy came in, this new white guy came in. Um, um, black entertainment is not what it was it's not what it was so I barely even watch BET like that apart oh, from the I, most I, I agree 100% because I stopped fucking with it after they 
got rid of one of my favorite shows, which was Being Mary Jane. To oh my god, I love that show so much. Fifty Cent ended up screwing them over by not taking his um his whole entertainment roster from Stars and bringing it over there. So yes, that was because and guess what they did the other day? They signed her on a deal, which is um Gabrielle Union. They signed her on. Now she will be. She's having two shows going over there very soon. So they they try to bring her back because they realize it wasn't working. I, I I I I can see her going back for her money, but she's not going to be playing around. That no no no, no. It has to be concrete this time. That contract. You cancel a show for no reason just because somebody says, okay, I'm looking for a platform because I'm not getting enough money over here. They're not paying me what I'm worth. So guess what? I'm going to pull all of my shows from this network and I'm going to bring it to the highest bidder. And you kick off a show that has been rocking with you. Has been going on. People's been tuning in. People been going over there just to watch that show. People, be, you have con- you have consistent audience who is going out there, making sure that you have people who is watching your 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 show and your platform, and you go ahead and kick over this person just because somebody said they're gonna bring their stuff over there to support you. Hell no. And see what what pissed me off too is because we all know back then there were two two main places to go watch when it came to entertainment and it was BET and MTV and you know the separate that they were like very segregated because very was for us MTV was for those white pop princesses yes. and everything yes. and yes. I was okay with it because you know when I feel for it you know. My little pop moments when I want to dance around the house and jump up and down. Yeah. But when I'm in my feelings, you know, I'm going for my souls and my R&B, which was pretty very often because I'm always in my damn feelings. But it's not the same anymore. And people tend to be like, oh, R&B is no longer r and I'm like, yes, there's still R&B artists out there. They're just not being promoted the right way. I don't feel BET is doing what they should. BET is not. They are not because I'm gonna tell you something. Coco Jones should have been the Oof, one EP that girl here. She that girl's voice. She how Disney handled her and so many black females over the decades mm-hmm. that I am aware of is ridiculous. And see, this is how fucked up this black community is, cause. We all, I'm sure that 95% of everybody in the world now has seen some form of Bel Air, the new reboot of Fresh Prince. I have. Wonderful. I can't wait for season two to come out next month or whenever it's coming out. But I'm like, considering the fact that you are somebody that is well known in the community, Mr. Will Smith, um, I'm, I'm wondering, did he ever, you know, think to himself like let me bring this to the black excellence people and you know pitch it to BET right I I see that I see where you're coming from I see that like these are questions I want to know because I'm like back in the day 
any good black show, you know, BET has some form of remnants or something dipping up in it. Mm-hmm. You are correct. I, I see that. I see, I see, I see, I see. Uh-huh. I see. You know, let me let me say this. And I for this very long time I was so hesitant on getting um the universal peacock um NBC and all of those MCBS and all of those um apps that are available to us because I realized that if you pay attention to how these streaming platforms are working nowadays is all of these black um or Latinx or Latinos are um, not of white descent. All of these other shows are being placed on these platforms because they know that um, we are going to be going over there and watching them. So they... would take them off the national stage. Okay, we're not going to put you on the cable. We're going to put you on our streaming platform because that's where the money is. And we want the money over there right now because we realize, no, um, between 50 and 65% of Americans, just to say Americans, do not watch cable anymore. Everybody's going to streaming platforms. And for us to be successful over there, we have to bring... Who who, who do you think is going to support the streaming platforms? Who do you think is going to go over there, get an app or subscribe into an app or pay a monthly subscription? Who do you think is always going to do that? The POCs. The job. So they move all of these people, all of these other races or all of these other shows that are substantial networks and we move them over to these streaming platforms and so it is successful. The only success, only unsuccessful app who've been out for a while that did not market or know how to get people from one place to the other was Disney Plus. And the only reason why people weren't buying into Disney Plus is because, guess what? First thing first, a lot of things that we would want to go for to one specific app for is not on Disney Plus. It's already on Ulu. And if you're going to buy Ulu and Disney Plus just to make a, a triple threat and ESPN, which makes no sense. Because guess what? All of these black entertainment shows are already on Hulu. Why would I need Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to bring one out of a thousand shows, it makes sense that I just stick with the evil that I know, which is already Hulu. I wouldn't want to go over to Disney Plus. It better you bring Disney Plus over there and just cut that out. But no, they're never going to do that. Because guess what? Disney Hulu is already for the black people. They already bought into that. And Disney Plus was segregated just for the white people. And a lot of them are not buying into that. Because Hulu is way cheaper than Disney Plus. So 
I kind of get what you're saying, Shane. I kind of understand where you're coming from with that. And I do agree with you 100%. I agree. But how they're looking at it is we need these people over here. And this is what we're going to do. So we're going to buy all of their all of their um their their movies, their TV shows just to make sure that we are moving them over to here. And that's basically the biggest reasons why they do that. And nine times out of ten, when these black entertainers bring their their um their work to these other black people, you know us. They are these black entertainment. You know us. They try to lowball us. And you know the white people are not gonna do that. I keep saying white people. The other people are not gonna do that. For real. They're not. They're not going to try to lowball us. If they know we're worth $50, they're going to pitch us $50. But if we go to a black entertainment, they're going to tell us, um, we're only going to pay you $25. When you know, fear and well, that this is worth more than $25. That's why most people don't buy in over there. Or go and bring their work to that specific place. But anyways... Cut that short. I want to play this for you. It's for Joy Moss. What do you do with Joyce? Which Moss is like this for Moss? Come on. I'm Jewish. Okay. Which Moss is Jewish for Moss? That isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Do you want one? I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism and stop talking about it? I'm going to stop calling you a white man. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as well. I know this white guy, Mike Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Look. Okay, and that's basically what I was trying to say. That's basically what Shane was trying to say. Um, but I just have to like Morgan Freeman. That is definitely Morgan Freeman. Okay. <laughs> and it was crazy. And he did say his name too. But uh, it was crazy that he had to literally say that for him to understand what he was saying because he was saying I don't want a month but it took him a whole minute to understand he's like so do you want a white history month he was like no so he was like oh then it ticked in his head like oh yeah what you're saying makes sense no mm-hmm. I don't under <sighs> all right let's move on on that on that note uh, so I don't know if you remember once upon a time when uh, yes it was oh. a very good tv show <laughs> not the TV show once upon a time. Oh, I don't remember bad. once upon a time when you when you said you you should be here. Um, what do you say to people who say that you don't deserve to be on this platform? Um that is your opinion. And uh you should go to somebody to pay you for it because I don't care. Mm. Powerful words. That was powerful. Um, so let's get a little bit personal here. 
Um, I know a lot of people of life like private, not share it, not um, putting it out there in the world. And I know that you are one of those type. You're one of those type of persons. Girl, um, get to your question <laughs> For the past four years that we, for the past three and a half years, just say three and a half to four years that we've been doing this, you have been in the same place. How is your love life situation now? It is still very non-existent. It's been over a, almost a decade since our love. Not almost a decade. It's almost a decade. It is almost a decade. And I'm proud to say that. And I've had conversations where people, where I tell people like, my my relationships pretty much never last a year. And I think I can combine all my relationships and it would probably be up to a year. That is the sad part. But I find it interesting when people are like, that's usually my shortest relationship a year. And I'm like, huh. Well, okay then. Wow. My shortest relationships are normally around the same time. Yeah. Uh, that is crazy. Um, let's move on. I, 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 I see that. And I, and I, how, how important is love to you and having a relationship at this point in your life? I know you're you're in your is it okay if I share your age? Yes, I am 30. I'm the best. <laughs> no. I know I was old from my hit 25, so it is nothing new. <laughs> but is it I mean I because yeah, you know I'm I'm one of those people. I'm not not I, I I should not have laughed about that, but I'm one of those people who I do not feel comfortable with it. If I tell you that I want you to share my age, I don't play like that. Don't share my age and don't tell people what my age is. I don't that play that fair. game. That is your business that you don't want people knowing. That is fair. I don't play that age. That, um, with with the, where you are now, how important is it? Um, for you to find that person still pretty you know non-existent I honestly think I'm gonna end up alone <laughs> I mean I'm gonna have friends but I'm like I think I'm gonna be that single person that just goes to every event family gatherings and be like oh Uncle Shane and I'm like mm, Lord, children Fun. you know what I find funny is that for every time I meet somebody and they would say that to me, oh, I'm going to end up alone, or I have a friend and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to end up alone, I'm going to be the single person at the party, I'm going to have 50 cats or 100 dogs, and I'm going to oh, live in... Lord. I'm going to live in... No, no, that is sad. <laughs> I'm going to live in um, um, a one-bedroom studio, I'm going to have flings, and it's not going to be that serious, or whatever the situation is. And I've always said to them, like, when you speak that into your life is what actually happens. You know that, that right? That's true. You give life to certain things. And I'm not saying I want to give life to it, but I've made my peace with it if this is the outcome. So it's not necessarily that I want to end up alone. It may happen. I'm just saying me. 
And I know if I want to change the outcome, I need to do something about it. But at this current present time, I ain't doing shit about it. Mm. Anyways, I, I I respect that and I understand. Let, let's move on a little bit. Um, if you if older you could see younger you right now, what advice would you give to younger you? You mean if me now could have seen younger me then? Yes. What oh. advice <laughs> would you give to younger you? Listen to your parents. One hundred percent. I was a very rebellious individual, and honestly, that stemmed from some deep-seated issues with my biological parents. So I was a very rebellious human. And one of the things is when my adoptive parents told me to do something, or even you know try to do something, my mind immediately was no. And I remember in when I started when I you know I when I started school primary school eh, everybody was just pretty much mundane I was bored all the time um because the lessons were easy I, I was just bored because people took too long to get to the point sometimes and in primary school I remember people would ask me like what do you want to do and I'm like uh you know doctor a lawyer you know the the usual and mm-hmm. I, I was passionate about that but I was like my grades did not reflect it because I was always so freaking bored in class I barely paid attention so people were asking me like how do you think you're going to become this if you're not doing the work to you know show the effort and I'm like hey I don't care da 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 <clears throat> and I remember in grade 6 when we're supposed to graduate you know we need to do GSAT and go to the school of our choice uh-huh. I remember trying to pick my schools and then all my f- all my classmates, like legit, it was like 96, 98 of us. Nine, like almost all 98 chose Rusty's High School as their first option. So you know, dumb, dumb old me is going to write my list on, by myself. So I wrote Rusty's, this school, that school. I don't even remember the full list, but I remember Rusty's being the top school of my choice. Right, But that was not the case because our parents were the ones who were in charge of writing the list. <laughs> so I presented the list to my parents and they were like, no, this is not happening because your grades are bad. So what they ended up doing was choosing my family's alma mater and every other school was a boarding school. So if I did not get into my alma mater, my ass was going to boarding school. And I was a spoiled brat, so I damn sure know my ass You're not going to a boarding school. Huh? You are not going to a boarding school. (laughs) Me living a life of pamper, not no mm -mm. you're not gonna put me in a single bed where my my closet space is the size of a you know chest of draw. No. Mm -mm. We're not gonna live like this. And you're not going to wake me up when you feel like you want to wake me up and throw water on me or haze me or none of that shit. I ain't having it because I will kill somebody. So I went to my family's alma mater. Grades were good. Da, 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 da. I just remember every time I, my teach, my parents come to my teachers, Shane knows this, the thing. He's just not focused. And I'm like, oh, God, boring people. 
and it came time for us to choose our majors like what we want to you know pursue as adults mm-hmm. and i ended up choosing business and i remember my mom my adoptive mom having a fit because <clears throat> she has been trying to beat it out of me to ever to not do business she was like do sciences do agriculture do something else other than the path you're pursuing and i'm like my ass was lazy honestly business was the easiest thing i could think of i was not the, the art technical type of person so i could not do arts but business required the least amount of brain power for me so i chose business and in my days now i've had a degree in finance and i've never used it i've never touched it so I would definitely tell younger me, listen to your parents. Whoa, that was a crazy story. <laughs> and to see the, the the 360 and all of that. Oh, wow, that is crazy. And you know what? I I most times most people go down the wrong the wrong path because they they don't want to listen to their parents and they don't really understand why and I my mother always uses phrase i'm older so i've been through more stuff than you so i can tell you the same thing that you're trying to do i've already done it so i can tell you what to do to not go through that but it's just if you're going to listen to what i'm saying to you yep and that is crazy i still live by that motto up to this day i still search make i'll hear my mother saying do don't do that or this is what you should do or hear my aunts or uncle or whoever like this is how you do this don't do that make sure this is done before so there are certain things that yeah i I understand what you're saying and I, i i really respect that and you know what um we're at the end of this whole interview kind of thing so um i just want to say Shane, I really appreciate you as a friend. I really appreciate you as a person. And I respect you as a friend and I respect you as a person. And I really appreciate everything throughout this whole 10 year time span that we've known each other, um, that we've been through. And I can say you are one of those people. Like you, you meet your best friends when you go to college or when you start working. And she was definitely right. I, I did meet my best friends throughout my working because I didn't go to college. So I meet my best friends throughout my working career. And for me, started working when I'm 17. To me, turning 30 this year is crazy because you are the longest, one of the longest, or the longest person that I've met um in the time span of 10 years of a decade so i i I really respect you and i respect your thoughts your opinion and you know you are one of you are my oldest friend that i can say we talk on a regular basis my old one of my oldest friends and i really respect everything that we've been through for over the years and stuff and thank you i i can i can say that thank you for everything that you've done with me stood by my side for and all of the good advice that i've gotten from you all of the advice that i still get from you um i respect that thank you you are welcome sir and it's my pleasure to 
be in your company so very often and have in conversations with each other it's it's very eye opening and for the next 100 years that we're going to know each other for <laughs> i'm telling you you are going to find a nice husband you're going to have a nice life you're you're going to have a nice little dog and you're going to have a nice little family and and stop i don't think i don't see you you i don't think that you're that person who's going to be alone i don't i don't see you as that person and i i just want to say that in there um, um thank you but not 130 <laughs> The next Fuck my life. I, I think I'm gonna be, you know, better at 130. You are better. You are better. Not 130. Child, at that point, I'd be probably begging for death. Oh my God. I've been done with you. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for being here today. Thank you for the interview. And I hope you have a lovely evening, a lovely day. Um, I'll talk to you on our next episode. Have a good one, Shane. Bye. Bye.